Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to Never Heard of It, a Night Shift Radio original. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review if you're so inclined. For more information, visit nightshiftradio.com. So, no, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to tell you about like, the... I forget what the context was. Ellen and I were, were watching something on TV, and I think that there was a, a cartoon mouse... That was very obviously intended to be a caricature or like a parody of Gus Gus from oh, Cinderella. Gus Gus. Yeah. And I just yelled, Happy birthday. And in that moment, uh stoned as I was, I'm sure. I I mean, I don't remember for sure, but the, that's a that's a reasonably safe bet. It was in the evening time. It was before sure. bed. So I was getting it was I was winding down. Um in that moment, I had the revelation. That is probably why I like to just yell happy birthday at people in the most inappropriate times. Uh, because in my head, I'm Gus Gus. Yeah, you are. That's okay. <laughs> like, it's to the point. Okay. Like, that's going to get like momentarily dark. But it, like, hear me out because it, it also ends up relating back to the episode we're going to do here in a moment. Uh, but even to the point, like, uh, a month or so, a couple months back, whatever, when uh, my brother texted me uh, initially that our, our father was in the hospital sick, um, he said like, hey, brother, or something like that. And I just hit the uh, like one of the auto suggestions that for me is always happy birthday. Uh, and whenever <laughs> I'm presented with happy birthday as an auto text uh, reply suggestion, I always choose it. I don't care what the context of the conversation. Uh, and while it was wildly inappropriate when I, I replied happy birthday and he's like, our dad's sick or whatever. <laughs> like, I stand uh, by it. I have no regrets. Like, well, you know what? Happy birthday anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, we were like almost eight months out from his birthday <laughs> on either side. I don't know how that math works, but it's like eight eight months in either direction. Either way, yeah, six, sixteen, yeah, the sixteen month years we have now. It's the best way to do it. I mean, that's that's how it's felt. Yeah, can't tell me I'm wrong. I, it still feels like 2020. Uh, I know that like we just got to 2022, but it definitely still feels like the year 2020 to me. Like it's it, just been happening for like 25 months. Yeah. <laughs> 28 but, months. What year? What day is it? I forget what the, the website was, but uh, uh, at one point, uh, like mid 2020, uh, somebody had created a website that told you like what day in March 2020 it was. So like it's it's March 372nd or yeah. something like that. And I want to know if that's still going, but I can't remember the name of the website and uh it's it's one of those things it's a little bit too vague to to have a, a successful Google search on. Yeah. But uh That is I know it's out there somewhere. That is pretty brilliant. Uh but speaking of happy birthday, happy birthday. Happy birthday to the Never Heard of a podcast which just 2 days ago we turned four hey. and are heading into our fifth year. Hey. Hey, look at us. Look at look us. Look at us. Who would have thought? thought? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> uh, it's just like, I feel like in the last couple of months, like, in my head, I've been like, oh, we're on the lead up. It's, it's, it's coming. Like the anniversary is coming up real soon. 
And then, like, a few moments ago, you're like, you know, this is the anniversary episode. I was like, fuck you. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in all fairness, we are recording this episode very, very early. Like, it isn't... So, for you listening, it is March 6th. For us, it is actually uh, February 19th. Uh, and we, we've pre-recorded, we, we normally only record about a week in advance, mm-hmm. but we pre-recorded this episode several weeks in advance because a lot of things are happening. <laughs> Caleb is traveling, uh, mm-hmm. to town. Caleb's actually going to be in town, uh, Ooh. very soon before the sixth, uh, or on the sixth, you'll be here on the sixth. I will be arriving on the anniversary on the fourth. Oh, nice. Yeah, that'd so, be a uh, happy anniversary, Michael. Happy anniversary, Caleb. I'll be in I'll town. Be- I'll be tired as shit. Yeah, <laughs> my well, back's I mean, gonna be sore. <laughs> depending on what time you get in, we'll we'll go to dinner. But right on. <laughs> but that's a big deal. Four years, a brand new episode every Sunday mm-hmm. for four years. We're mm-hmm. going into year five. We're not stopping, motherfuckers. We're we're not. In fact, and you like, can't we, stop us. We, we like we can't stop, and we won't stop. True. Uh, True. And uh, uh, as we've been saying for the last several weeks, we're we're going even bigger. Uh, well, yes, we may be home, but we have still chosen to go big. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we decided to go big and go home. <laughs> No, no why or. can't I have both? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's this is the this is the work at home life I I like. Yeah. So uh, of course we are we are going into year five of the Never Heard of It podcast, which is still absolutely uh, mind boggling to me that we have we have stuck with this goofy show for four years now. Uh, we are about to wrap up year two for Night Shift Media Group uh, yeah. and you know Night Shift Radio, uh, our podcast network and our our parent company. Uh, the other way around, though, um, <laughs> and uh, we are we are funding we are fundraising for our movie. Yeah, which we're filming for those of you listening this month, more than likely. That's that's the plan. That's the plan. So, uh, Somnium is our sci-fi thriller. So, Somnium is the tale about an app uh, where you can watch other people's dreams, right? But you don't know whose dreams you're watching, but you get to watch people's dreams from all over the world. Anonymous. Uh, <laughs> and Ew. it's amazing. And uh, it's really cool. But our main character kind of starts to become a little bit of obsessed with the app. And he starts to see dreams of him being murdered. Ooh. So the question is asked, who is dreaming of murdering our main character? That's pretty... I, I love it. It's a pretty cool Black Mirror type uh, short story. It's a cool sci-fi thriller. Uh, yeah, we're, we're doing funding right now. So the GoFundMe link is uh, down below. We're accepting uh, donations through GoFundMe, Venmo, PayPal, and Cash App. Those are all different ways you can submit money to us. You can but, also, if you see one of us on the street, you can flag us down and like hand us cash. We'll take yeah, it. We'll take that. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Or you can transfer us Bitcoin if it's uh, one Bitcoin or more. No percentages <laughs> of Bitcoins. Uh, uh, but yeah, and uh, you you get things for really doing dope this. things. That's the cool part about it. So if you uh, contribute twenty five dollars, you get a exclusive Somnium T shirt. If you contribute fifty dollars, you get two limited editions signed and numbered uh, art prints uh, of of Somnium posters, which are so cool. Which is so cool. If you contribute seventy five dollars, you get the T shirt and the posters. And if you contribute 500 or more, um, you get a uh, everything from below and a uh, replica of the Somnium Pyramid, uh, which and, is which features uh, in the logo and features uh, in the film. Because in the film, there's this there's this device. It's a pyramid, and mm-hmm. you put it by your bed at night, and it's what sucks up your brain waves and turns it into a movie and transmits it out on the app. So you have this little pyramid, mm-hmm. and that's what it's doing. It's so you actually get a pyramid uh, prop replica of what we're going to be using in the film. And end-to-end cool. end encrypted dreams, yes. And, yeah. uh, of course, for uh, for a thousand or more, if you really believe in this concept as we do and are, are willing to to donate big, uh, a thousand or more, you will receive executive producer credits. So if you've ever wanted to, to say, like... I have credits in a movie. Uh, there's your, your shot. And of course, all, all the previous rewards. And uh, VCs out there, if you're listening, venture capitalists, uh, for a seed round of $10 million or more, uh, we will make the company Somnium. <laughs> we, w- we will make that app. It's going to happen. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, just keep that in mind. We'll, we'll just 
Just put it out there. Look, you know, uh, Elizabeth Holmes did it, and I feel like (laughs) we could do it better and not get caught. I feel like, you know, maybe the stakes are a little bit lower when we lie about having the technology to read people's dreams versus, you know, save their fucking lives. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, And if you come collecting for the bill, all I'm going to say is, I don't owe you shit, you rat fuck. (laughs) And with that being said, hello and welcome to the Never Heard of a Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fight. And you stole my line. Ah, (laughs) That's very good, though. I'm Caleb, of course, as always. Wait, no, I'm Gus Gus. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. (laughs) So uh, we're kicking up a month. Uh, this month and this this one's gonna be I think gonna be all indie darling uh, indie gems. Yeah, that was kind of the the vibe that I was going through. For. So you could say that the theme is loosely. Uh, I canceled Spotify and my Hulu subscription was tied to that, uh, <laughs> and so I'm trying to binge as many Hulu movies as I can before I have to figure out if I want to re up or not. Uh, but realistically, uh, I will have to make that decision well before we we complete the the movies for this month, and I'm I'm definitely gonna do it because. I feel like when I when I go searching for a movie, like I want to sit down and have movie night. Yeah. Really want to watch a feature film. I feel like the, the streaming service that I am currently subscribed to that has the most things that jump out as like fucking watch me, asshole, uh, is Hulu. I feel like, like yeah. they just have all of these... The, the the style of film that I really like, I, li- I like the, the word indie gems or the, the phrase indie gems because of those, those like lower budget, small cast, like intimate setting, like just focus on the storytelling uh, type movies that you know I love thinking like scare me and save yourselves and yep. uh, it's a disaster and things like that. And like that vibe of movie is probably my favorite regardless of genre, but like that overall feeling. And so as I was looking around at options available uh, on Hulu, this one jumped out at me as like, I have been wanting to watch this particular movie uh, for several months now because it was released in uh, late July of 2021. Uh, and that is, of course, Ride the Eagle, starring <laughs> uh, one of my favorite actors, hands down, uh, Jake Johnson. Yeah, who uh, also wrote this movie, co-wrote this movie with the director Trent O'Donnell. I had um, a feeling that that probably was the case because one of the production companies was like JTJ Productions yeah, or something which is, like that. Yeah, his, and I was yep. like, that's got to be Jake Johnson. Plus, it yep. feels like he wrote it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is definitely one of those uh, um, those like monologue indie, like it's about the you know the man in a boat, you know, mm-hmm. uh, sort of movies and yeah it that feels very much like the rest of his movies and like i feel like i see a little tiny sliver of myself in almost every jake johnson character like i never look at that and say like that's me entirely but like this oh, like you know drinking buddies and uh new girl and this movie and uh Oh, there was the one about fire. I don't remember the name of it. Uh, Digging for fire. Digging for fire. Yeah. Like anytime I see him on screen, that's just like a little bit that I'm like, yeah, that's me. (laughs) I'll be, I'll be a hundred percent honest with you, Caleb. I also see a little bit of you in all the Jake yeah. Johnson roles. <laughs> like every time you've been like, oh, you should watch this Jake Johnson. We ever watch it. And I'm like, yeah, I know why. <laughs> they speak to me. Not necessarily in the ways you want them to, but they do nonetheless. I mean, I that is in no way an insult. I mean, I love Jake Johnson. Uh, you know, uh, uh, full disclosure, spoilers for the end of this podcast. I fucking loved this movie to mm-hmm. absolute death. This is mm-hmm. this is now in my top five best movies we have ever watched, and it is pretty close to the top of that yeah. list. Yeah, uh, agreed. This was a great movie. Uh, uh, so I'm very excited to talk about it. Which, like, I don't remember if we ever actually covered Drinking Buddies, but, like, that movie to me was, like, a revelation. Uh, not in a good way. This was like, yeah. shit, this is exactly where my life is heading. And... Maybe not. <laughs> did we? I don't think we covered. I don't think uh, we, I don't did. Think we, we did. We have mentioned it several times because it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, well, we starring, did Happy Christmas, but that's not a. Yeah. That is a Jake Johnson one too, though, right? I don't think she's. Well, that's in, Andy. I don't think he's in that one. Uh, Anna, Kendrick Anna Kendrick is in is both in of one. them. She's yep. she's a and again like very similar vibe. Like you know that that's that's my jam. Yep. Uh, but yeah, Anna Kendrick, um, Olivia Wilde, and. I forget his name, but the dude from Office Space, I want to say. Uh, 
I don't know. Oh, that, that that's a Joe Swanberg one though. That's that's where I was thinking. And Joe Swanberg kind of has that same sort of feel. Uh, to Ron it. Livingston. Yeah, who I was going for. Ron yeah. Livingston. Uh, but uh, also an uncredited appearance from Jason Sudeikis, which oh right, uh, that's right. Yeah, is, is great. It's like he's absolutely wonderful as the uh, the brewery owner, which uh, not related to the relevant to this show at all. But uh, the brewery that they that work for, I don't think it's ever mentioned by name, but it is very obviously Revolution uh, Revolution Brewing in Chicago, which it was one of my favorite places when I still yeah still I did th- the beers. I- I think we did. I think we talked about that. That that's mm-hmm. what it was like overtly. That yeah. Um, so ride the eagle uh, on Hulu. Uh, so this movie uh, obviously stars uh, Jake Johnson, uh, who yes. plays the character of Leaf. Um, and uh, Leaf is Leaf. So the the first part of this movie, I was like, okay, because I, I didn't I didn't read the description at all. By the way, nice. I, I just went into the movie being like Jake Johnson. It's called Ride the Eagle. I looked at the poster and I was like, cool. There's a dog and, in it. That was that was enough for me. Yeah, and uh, so I went in the movie and I was like, you know, when the movie starts and it's you know Jake Johnson, just fucking living his tiny home life, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with his dog and just like getting high and just being a fucking hippie, like barefoot hippie. And I was just like, oh, gotcha. So it's, you know, loner, you know, stoner loser guy who is, you know, people are going to hassle him about getting his life together. And then he's going to do a thing and it's going to be that. I was pleasantly surprised it was not that plot. In fact, Mm -hmm. it is very much not that plot at all. Which I thrilled me to no end. Yeah, Yeah, because that... that it's not necessarily that there's anything wrong with that story, but that no. story has been told so many times. And it's so cliche. I mean, that's the thing. I was like, okay, I know the movie we're getting, and it's all right. I'm okay with it. But yeah, exactly. Like it would it would have been fine. It would not have been great. Yes, it would not have been as good as this movie was with that plot. It would have been just like, yeah, that was a cute Jake Johnson movie. I fucking legit cried at least twice in this movie. Oh. At least twice. It, as soon as it ended, Ellen turned to me. That was a very sweet movie, and it was. It was <laughs> it extremely was. sweet. Yeah. So, uh, so the movie, as I said, begins. It's it's Jake and uh, his dog Nora, which, by the way, is his real life dog. That is yeah. his real life dog Nora. And she was uh, a very good girl. She was a very good girl. Nice little big old black lab. And uh, so they're just kind of chilling, man. Like he's you know smoking pot. He's walking around doing his stuff. You know, like living his life. And he gets a visitor, and the visitor's like, hey, do you know who I am? And he's like, I literally have no idea who you are. He's <laughs> like, well, I was friends with you and your mom. Uh, your mom died. And he's like, ah. And we learn that, uh, well, we learn uh, implicitly and through uh, implications that growing up until about 12 leaf mm-hmm. and his mom honey who was played by susan sarandon by the way just <laughs> phenomenal in this role great it's like i think this is probably my favorite thing i've ever seen susan sarandon in and that's saying something because she is such a like a like accomplished actor yeah right so uh they were involved in a cult until they were about 12 and what we learned throughout the movie is that uh he left at 12 and basically ran away from home ran away from his mom and never looked back right so he he is they're now in the estranged category so mm-hmm. he has not spoken to his mom since she since he was 12 he is now in his 30s um, and so, like I said, he's, he's never spoken to his mom. And so the woman comes like your mom died, but she has a, uh, conditional request in her will. Uh, so in her will, she leaves him her house, uh, which is a beautiful house up, uh, by Yosemite, um, right on the lake, gorgeous cabin. And, uh, but in order to get the house, he has to complete these conditions in her will that she has set up. So she, he is like, I, I don't what the fuck is this? And she's like, <laughs> oh, good luck. <laughs> and uh, off she goes. He's like, it, is that legal? Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. All right. I, just gotta, I gotta, I gotta do a list from my dead mom and I get a cabin. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I guess. 
<laughs> and then she's like, do you have a gun? And he's like, what? No, why no, do I, I have a gun? I have a gun. Oh, you'll probably Should be I fine. have a gun? And she's like, yeah, you'll probably be fine. <laughs> and he's like, uh, great. So off he goes. Uh, so this is where we get introduced to the character of Gorka, um, uh, who is played by uh, Luis Fernandez Gill. Uh, hilarious. So we, mm-hmm. we learn that... Uh, um, Leaf's tiny home is in the backyard of uh, Gorka's house, like his really nice house. He's basically yeah. built it in the end of his yard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, he goes knocking on Gorka's door and is like, hey, hey, dude. And, you know, Gorka, it, it was this funny moment where Gorka's like, I'm busy. And he's like, you're literally <laughs> laying in bed. I can see you laying in bed with your shirt off. And he's like, I'm still busy. <laughs> This moment where like he's he's knocking on the window, he's like quit knocking on my window, and he just keeps doing it. So Gorka like has like automated shades on his uh, on his windows, so he raises them just enough that like that uh, Leaf can bend over and look through them, and like I'm, I'm busy. I can see that you're not busy, and <laughs> finally he's like. I'll meet you in 10 minutes in the yard. It just like lowers the blinds while, while Leaf is still yelling through the window. Like, come on! I just, I just need to talk! So so they uh, they get out to the yard and, uh, and Leaf is like, hey, my mom died. And he was like, what? What? Like, you, you brought me out? He's like, no, no, no. We have to do this over wine. Hang on. <laughs> so they move to another location. Gorka gets all dressed and he's got the wine out and he's like, okay. And he's like, hey, I learned that my mom died. Like, I got to take a week off. And what we learn is that Gorka is the manager of a band mm-hmm. uh, that uh, Leaf is in. Um, called Restaurant. Called Restaurant. Yeah. And uh, And he's like, hey, like, I just need to take a week off to go and sort this whole, you know, will situation out and then I'll be back. So, like, you know, if there's practice or a gig or something, cover me or just call me and I'll come down and, you know, I'll come back down because he's about uh, eight hours away is yeah, the estimation. The, the cabin's in Yosemite. It's implied that he he's living currently somewhere in, like, Southern California, so probably, like, LA-ish area. Yeah, yeah, yep. And uh, so, you know, Gorka's like, you know, okay, great. And there's also a really funny thing where at the very end of that, like, where they figure it all out. Oh, this scene was really great to me because Gorka, this is where we get the backstory of everything. Gorka says, like, didn't your mom abandon you? Like, didn't she, she, like, go, you know, like, drag you to a cult and then you left and then she stayed? And, like, you haven't talked to her, spoken to her since you were 12? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, yo, fuck her. Fuck her. (laughs) And he's just like, no way. Blah, blah, blah. And he's just, like, jumping on it, like, being like, like, no, screw her. She gets nothing. I don't even care that she's dead. Like, you shouldn't even care that she's dead. And then, and then the next morning, as as Leaf is leaving, he comes back out. He's like, "No, no, I, I've been thinking about your mother, and you shouldn't live with that 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 regret and that pain." <laughs> Meanwhile, like uh, Leaf already has the his his van on. It's an old van, and it's super loud. And he's like, "I can't, I can't hear you. <laughs> like, Just make sure you let go of the pain and the regret. I I can't hear you at all, man." <laughs> It's <laughs> fantastic. So off Leaf goes to uh to this cabin. Now he finally gets to the cabin and he gets inside. And again, this cabin is beautiful. I it, to- if this cabin had good internet, I would live there. Like I am not a cabin in the woods guy by far, but even I was like, I would spend at least like a week here hanging out. Oh, like, totally. Like do like you know the, the like group vacation, get everyone together, and yeah, uh, yeah, and just like hang out by a lake. I, I would fucking right. do that. This get place, murdered this in the woods. Gr- yeah, uh, like I by mean, a, a monster. That's that's yeah. that's the dream. I <laughs> I'm just I'm not saying this is bad. I'm asking when we're doing it, Caleb. <laughs> I, I'm this is me making a formal request. That'll be this summertime to be, be murdered in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, he gets to the cabin and, you know, he's he's looking around. He's got his, you know, his envelopes uh, of steps that he sees. And he notices uh, there's a lot of cabinets in this cabin. And he's like, yes. what the fuck is with all these cabinets? And he notices something sticking out of the corner of one of the cabinets. And he goes and he opens up the cabinet. And it is literally just overflowing with weed. Just bags and bags and bags and tins and jars and more bags. Yeah. Of flour. It, 
so so much. So like again, there's there's cabinets everywhere in this in this wood cabin, and he's going and he's opening up all the cabinets, and they're all I mean like just filled to the brim with the bags and and stuff like that is hilarious. And he's just like amazing. Okay, cool. You know. So, you know, he's kind of wandering around the house. We see a whole bunch of bad paintings everywhere. Like there's a uh, a, a painting of uh, of a female with, with a mustache. Um, there's a painting. There's just a lot of paintings and they're all very terrible, right? They're yeah. all very poorly done. Um, and that's a point. We're bringing that up because it's, it's, a, it's a plot point later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he finally gets to the table with the, you know, play play this, read this uh, type thing. So he has a VHS tape, which was labeled VHS tape uh, on it, which I thought was brilliant. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and VHS tape on the, like, on the, the flat side and then play along the, the spine. <laughs> <laughs> which is great. And then a stack of large envelopes uh, yeah. saying, like, read the, you know, number one, number two, number three. But so before he you can a- get into that, he gets a phone call. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I loved this part so much. So he gets a phone. Caleb, tell us about the phone call because it is so good. He gets a phone call and he answers it and the guy's like, Who is this? And he's like, I like, who who is this? He's like, don't don't screw with me, fuck boy. Who is this? I'm coming for you. He's like, I don't I'm coming what for you, you sugar t- dick. Are, are you looking for honey? Like, not anymore. This is between you and me, sugar dick. <laughs> And I'm demanding like, pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Played by Which, J.K. Simmons. If yeah, if you hadn't figured that out, uh, that is the 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 wonderful J.K. Simmons. Uh, which. Uh, immediately after hanging up the phone in disgust, he opens another cabinet and there's more weed. <laughs> yeah. Which he's like, was... he said, there's like, wait. And he looks down, he opens, he's like, he's all right, like, honey. What is happening? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, if you haven't picked it up, his mom's name is Honey, which. I, I, I text this to you. I sent this to you, but like, yes. it's a honey-do list. It is a honey-do That's what this movie should have been called, the honey-do list, because uh. riding the, Ride the Eagle, it only makes sense in the end, unless there's like some metaphor or slang that I don't know about, but like the very last thing he's like, oh, Ride the Eagle. I get it. And I'm like, I don't. Why did you name the movie this? It's... <laughs> I, I feel like the payoff in that moment is good enough, but yeah, yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it has any other meaning. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I don't know. I, I yeah. think, that, I but, think it, that but it's enough. more fitting. I get it. Ride the Eagle <laughs> is more fitting to the tone of this movie, but it should have been called the Honey Do List. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so he he sees the uh, the the envelopes and the VHS tape and everything, and of course he he'd already smoked a uh, a half smoked uh, joint that he found in his mom's bedroom. So he's like, yep. I'm too high for this. So he goes to bed, uh, and of course his his dog, being a dog, passes right the fuck out in his deep sleep and sleep and snoring. And that's this great scene where he's like, Nora, Nora, you awake? You, you you can't sleep either. And she's just snoring away, or just like completely yeah. unresponsive. He's like. I know, weird house. You can't. I, I know. You're sorry. You can't. Well, should we go out to the? We should go out to the van so you can sleep. And she's just still snoring. <laughs> he wakes her up to take her out and sleep in the van because he can't sleep. Is the joke? He can't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was great. Uh, so, so the morning comes. He, you know, plays the tape, and we see Susan Sarandon for the first time. Susan Sarandon, you know, is like, "Hi, Leaf. Like, so I'm dead." Uh, you're like, isn't this weird? Like you're watching yeah. <laughs> this, but like, but like I'm, I'm here, but I'm not really here, but I'm in the room watching you, watching me, watching the tape. Um, it's very it's funny. Like, you know, yeah. It's like, she just like obviously had so much fun with this role. Oh uh, yeah. Also worth pointing out that like, this is through and through a pandemic movie done right. Totally. Uh, because there are, there are a total of, I believe it's, uh, eight uh, casted people, uh, you know, Jake and Honey, J.K. Simmons, uh, Missy, the one that gave him the the uh, the inheritance will letter, uh, Gorka, and three other people that we'll get to. So total of eight people. Never at any one time are more than two people 
uh, in a scene together. Yeah. Uh, and there's there's a scene coming up that we'll talk about where uh, it was a dead giveaway that, that uh, Leaf goes in the house to like get some supplies to clean up a mess and comes back out, just happens to be wearing a cloth mask. Right. <laughs> and, and not like of, bandana around his face, like just to, you know, forever. Like it was exactly, it was a pandemic <laughs> mask. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like a, like... Midway through, finally, like, figured out that I needed to invest in, like, a real mask mask. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yep, 100%. Um, yeah, so so he starts watching the tape, and this is where, you know, the uh, where Honey is basically explaining, like, hey, I'm dead. Uh, and, you know, we find out that she died of cancer, um, and then this is this is her video will. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, she's she's explaining the whole scenario, and she's like, look, you know, uh, I live with a lot of regret. Like this is this is my you know this is my last basically ditch effort to to try to connect with you because I'm dead now and this is it. Mm-hmm. She's like, so I want you to do the things on the list. Now, what I thought was really interesting is that this wasn't like a. All of these things were like very internal things that she wanted him to do. Nothing was yeah. like go and do. There was only one thing that that he had to like go and physically do. Which was a really funny scene. So she was like, okay. Uh, she's like, you know, open the... She's like, first things first, you got to pull out this envelope. So she pulls out an envelope and it says, you know, I need you to take this envelope. I need you to unlock this house that's like just right up the road uh, yeah. to you. It's like basically like kind of behind his house. She's like, you need to go into that house, put this envelope on this person's pillow. And it just is an envelope with the letter C on it. And she's like, and then get the fuck out of there as fast as you can. <laughs> and so, but like, he's reading it as he's doing it. So he didn't, so he like puts the envelope down and he reads the like, get the fuck out of here as fast as you can. And he's like, what the fuck? So he's like, all right. So he opens up the letter uh, that says C and it says, uh, I don't know you nothing, you rat fuck. <laughs> like that. I don't know you shit, you rat fuck. And uh, that's it. And then it says like, honey. And she was, he's like, oh, mom. And I so just, I, I love because like the the whole thing starts out as like go down to the garage and get the green boat and take it out on the lake and yeah. <laughs> row halfway across and just like really sit and like with and like express your emotions like really let it out because you hold everything in like you just you need to express how you truly feel like I would ride out halfway to this lake and I would think about you every time and how much I missed you and you know regretted leaving you and all these things and then he gets to the other side and then it's like go in this house do this thing. <laughs> this up. when it gets back she's like. Yeah, I'm so proud of you for because she you know records all of these messages ahead of time, assuming that he'll do it. And like, I'm so proud of you for for like you know really like getting in touch with your your emotions there. Yeah, the other thing was uh, not strictly necessary, but it was fun. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) one of the things I love about this is that um, there's a couple of moments throughout the the tape where she'll be like, "Okay, now I want you to right now say Mm -hmm. this thing to me," and then Mm -hmm. she'll pause. They'd be like, come on, say it. And it was a really funny scene because she's like, I want you to say this thing. And he says it immediately. And she's like, it's okay. You can just say it. And he's like, I said it the first time. And she's just sitting there waiting. She's like, don't be shy, honey. You can do it. He's like, I said it. Mom, your gaps are not working. And (laughs) Or he says, honey, I don't think he ever actually calls her mom. He refers to her as his mother. But if he's talk, if he's referring to her, it's always honey and not mom. And then, um, like just before, like he goes off to to do this, she's like, "Okay, you need to stop the the tape because like it doesn't work if you don't stop. Please stop it." And he's like, "All right, <laughs> okay, tape right now." He's like, "Okay, fuck," and he stops the tape. <laughs> I love that. It's like so brilliantly set up that I I absolutely because those are those things that like in movies whenever this happens. You never see that sort of thing. Like the mm-hmm. tape is always just perfectly queued up and it, it's like everything's working in sync and you never see the moments of like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you have to stop the tape. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, please stop it now. Yep. It's, it's Absolutely. A, you have to do these things in order. Uh, and <laughs> I do like the whole thing feels like a weird sort of like scavenger hunt game uh, to get him like, you know, to, to actually like express emotion because he is a very closed off person, but I love how whimsically done it is. Like, yeah, she, she's getting to larger points, but in her very like uh, carefree, very very like mid century hippie sort of way. Yeah, I, I uh, man, I love this movie. <laughs> so one of the major things that she asks uh, him to do is to you know he she says like. 
So I Googled you and uh, I saw that you don't have a girlfriend or boyfriend. And uh, she's like, so what I want you to do is I want you to call, uh, reconnect with the one that got away and just apologize to, you know, just reconnect with them. Like, you know, like you need to reach out to them. So you see this moment where he's sitting out there and he's like, well, who is the one that got away? He's like, oh, well, I could call this person. He's like, yeah, but maybe I only really liked her because of her dad because we would go fishing <laughs> and hang out, and that's, which is really funny. Uh, There's you Marnie, know, Ayako. I'm watching her now. Stephanie. Uh, she's yeah. not the one that got away. She's the one he can't get rid of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, not Judy, that's for sure. Uh, could it be Lindsay? Did Lindsay get away? No. No, Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay's, Lindsay's dad was cool. He says maybe oh, Lindsay's yeah. dad is the one that got away. <laughs> maybe Lindsay's uh, dad is the one that got away. Before he eventually settles on... Audrey, who is played by uh, Darcy Carden. And uh, for those of you who maybe are like, oh, how do I know that name? Uh, Darcy is Janet in uh, The Good Place. That so, is correct. Yeah. So uh, she was. she's also great in this. She's great in The Good Place as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he calls Audrey up. And uh, the, the one thing he says, he's like, hey, you know, maybe he's like, I don't know. What, what, what am I going to lose? Maybe a weird week? He's like, it's fine. Uh, and he ends up calling her and he's like, well, you know, worst case scenario, at least she'll be funny about it. Yeah. And, uh, uh, which is a great outlook. And she very much is too. She is. She's great. So he calls up Darcy and, uh, you know, Darcy answers the phone and she's like, hello. And she's like, hi, it's Leaf. And, you know, she's like, hold on. And she's, by the way, she's blending something at the moment. <laughs> she's which is making funny. soup. She's making soups. And which it looks happens very a- good, by the way. Yeah, but she does it a couple of times in the movie, and I just think it's really funny each time. <laughs> and he's like, you're making soup right now? Uh, so she so she was like, hang on. So she turns off the blender. You see her smile and kind of like, she makes the face of like, all right, I'm going to fuck with him. I'm going to totally fuck with this yeah. guy. And so she's like, she's like, hi, I'm sorry, hello? And he's like, hi, this is Leaf. And she's like, Leaf. <laughs> And he's like, Lee is that a Reinhold? word or a name? Yeah, she's like, is that a word or a name? She's like, Lee. He's like, Lee Reinhold. We dated for three years. She's like, hmm. He's like, have you dated a lot of leaves? Like, how many leaves have you dated? Were you freaking? She's like, I don't. And then she's like, Ah, I got you. And he's like, Oh my god, you know. And it was very funny. I love when she tells it, like. Uh, I tell you what, give me your phone number, and uh, I'll think about it. And if I remember who you are, I'll call you back. And he's like, Ah. Uh, Okay, and he starts to read off her phone number, and that's when she cracks. She's like, you were going to do it, you idiot. <laughs> she was like, you were going to give me your number and wait for a callback. What an idiot. Absolutely great. Uh, so she relays that, you know, or he relays that his mom has died uh, after a brief, you know, like, how are you? Hi. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Like, how are you feeling? Um, and he's like, he's like, oh, I'm good. This is another one of those, like, cute uh, like well-written cute moments is he's like, I don't know. I'm not really feeling anything right now. He's like, but that's, that's not what this is about. Like, how are you feeling? And she's like, well, I don't know. I didn't really know your mom uh, at all either. So. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I guess kind of same, uh, which is just great. Uh, and they start to reconnect and you can tell that she's totally into it. And he's, you know, as he starts talking to her, he's like, okay, so we see that there's this a little bit of a connection. Uh, we do eventually learn that she very, very recently just broke up with someone. Um, mm-hmm. And they've been split up for a while, about eight like years. Like eight years, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's been a while since they have uh, since they have spoken. It's been, he a mentioned, <laughs> been a while. Been a while. He mentions that he is in this band called Restaurant. And he does bring up the point that uh, he is like the old one in the group. Like they're all really, really young. Uh, he's the older one in the group, but he's like, no, like it's it's really cool. We're doing like we're good. Like they could be a really good band. We toured Asia just recently. You know, he's like, so he's like, you know, I think there's something there. Um, and you know, she's like, that's great. And you know, they just sort of catch up. And then you know, it, this these moments are interspersed throughout him doing the tasks. Mm-hmm. So another moment happens. Uh, we'll we'll get to the J.K. Simmons part now. Okay. So uh, now we have J.K. Simmons. So uh, this is another moment where he sees uh, the man in the yellow, you know, like somebody buttoned up in like a big old yellow jacket. Um, uh, 
and he he's kind of like, what what is it? What is the reason that he does it? Is it because Nora goes missing? So uh, when he first goes and like breaks into uh, this person's house and leaves a note, like on his way out, he uh, kind of gets briefly trapped because the guy comes home and he's, as you said, he's all buttoned up in this like yellow like puffer coat. Uh, and so he freaks out, he leaves, and as, as he leaves, we see the guy, like, watch him run away. So, like, there's, like, this menace. Um, and then uh, later on after, after the conversation with Audrey and, like, they, they reconnect and she's like, I'll come out on Friday. And, like, oh, it's, it's really cute. They're going to maybe get back together. He gets a call from Gorka telling him, like, oh, oh it's, you know, like... Yeah, you know, the the band doesn't want you anymore. And oh, by the way, like your your tiny home on my property, they they say it's not a legal dwelling. He's like holding a piece of paper, or whatever. And yeah. Leaf is like, is this because Nora bit you? And you see him looking at like Gorka looking at his bandaged hand. It's like, no, this has nothing to do with that. I've, I've forgiven your dog for mauling me. <laughs> like all this yeah. Like, okay, bye. <laughs> and like, uh, so you know, in a, in a moment of being upset and sad, he kind of. Like scolds Nora is like this is your fault you're you're a biting asshole uh, and then like he goes to do the next task which was to like catch a fish with his bare hands and like eat what he like eat what he killed uh, I think that was, his, his mom wanted to teach him survival skills uh, and so he comes back from that and Nora is missing and we had seen at, at one point previously the the man in the the yellow coat was on the property uh, and this gets back to where we alluded previously after this sighting of the man in the yellow coat um, Leaf finds uh, two dead rabbits like killed and like guts out all over the, the front of his his van this is where he gets the the cleaning equipment and the the full-on pandemic mask to clean. Uh, but it is after this scene, he comes back and uh, Nora is gone. So, of course, he immediately assumes this this crazy man in the yellow coat that, like, threatened me with dead rabbits and, like, yelled at me on the phone has taken my dog. And so he calls the police. Um, and this movie, once again, reinforces that the police are absolutely useless in <laughs> solving actual crime. Uh, and so he's on the phone with a police officer, and this is uh, one of our other uh, persons is Officer Mike Nilsson, who is played by uh, Eric Idleston, um, uh, who we never actually see, by the way. We only ever yeah. just hear his voice. But he's and, been yeah. in a handful of things. I mean, in the, the Jurassic World series, he's in uh, uh, Hills Have Eyes 2 and, and Green Room. So Hey. Like, seems like kind of a mostly like bit part guy, but he's done quite a bit, so... There's a good chance if you recognize his voice, you you might actually know him from somewhere. Yeah, well, isn't uh, J.K. Simmons in the green room, right? Or no, that um, was uh, Patrick Stewart. That was the Nazi one, right? The, uh, yes, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. yeah, no, I was thinking Whiplash was the one that J.K. Simmons is in. You would say that. I, it's true, and I did. Um <laughs> So he calls the police officer and he's like, like, you know, my dog is missing. I think this guy stole my dog. Like, you know, and the guy was like, uh, you know, and he tells him about the rabbits and it's just, it's just very funny back and forth. Um, and so at this moment he's like, all right, fuck this. I'm going to go, um, you know, like, you know, I don't know what's going on. And, you know, he's like, fine, whatever. Um, Later at night, he's, you know, texting with, uh, with Audrey and he hears somebody breaking into the house. So he gets mm -hmm. his bat and he's walking downstairs and this is where we see, uh, Carl JK Simmons, uh, for the first time. And he starts yelling like, he's like, oh, you know, fuck you. And he's like, you took my dog. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, but you know, honey is just going to chew you up and spit you out. Like you're just the flavor of the month and you're just some young thing and blah, blah. And eventually he's like honey is my mother. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, wait, like, like your actual mother. And she, he's like, yeah. And he's like, Oh, you're leaf leaf. Oh, you're leaf. Ah. And he's like, what the fuck? It's just a great moment when, when Jake is like, Oh, I'm sorry, man. I thought you were, you know, honey, we, we, we were lovers. We were on a break and she used to do that. And he goes on about how she's has this very voracious sexual appetite. And he's like, but you probably don't want to hear about that. And he's like, I really don't. Nope. <laughs> <Sure>. Yep. <laughs> the whole time he's waving a knife while yeah, the leaf has a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It's great. And of course he, he finally tells Carl like, honey's dead. And like, you would see Carl go from like, seemingly like psychotic like burglar slash murderer to like like goofy like you know chummy pals to like just 
crestfallen full-on grieving old man grieving yeah Yeah. it is like it's it's a very like rapid transition each time and it is just a a phenomenal range from from jk Simmons. oh yeah 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 so he he goes on you know to kind of like recap you know he's like oh yeah my your mother and i we've been lovers for years um you know we we were together he's like we were on a break he's like you know i we kind of split for a while He's like, I didn't know she had cancer. Like, this is crazy. And and then he was like, can you give me a glass of water? And so Leaf goes into the other room. And when he leaves the other room, you just hear uh, Carl wailing. Yeah. Like, he is completely uh, overcome with grief uh, mm. at this. Um, you know, and so he comes back. He gives him the water. And they kind of have their, you know, their, their uh, reconnect. And he, he's like, so you didn't take my dog? And he was like, no, no. He's like, well... If I see her, like I'll, I'll keep an eye out for her. I'll, I'll get her for you. Which he totally took the dog. Dogs right? have a way of reappearing on this mountain. You'll see. Yeah. And then later, when when Nora does spoiler, Nora does eventually come back. The dog is not harmed in this movie because I would have been so fucking. I know. Mad. I was. They they like. <clears throat> they kind of made some, me think it was gonna. I was like, oh my god, are they gonna kill his dog too? Fuck. Some strong implications that that yeah. was gonna happen. Uh, you know, because he loses his mom, he loses his home, he loses his band, and like, oh, don't yeah. fucking take the dog too, goddamn it. Because uh, right. there's also a moment where Audrey tells him like, hey, you know, that like I'm not gonna come up. Like this can't happen. Like I like you too much, and I'm like I'm. I'm still in like breakup mode and like, I don't want anyone to get hurt. And so like everything is just like going wrong for him. Right. Um, but you know, he, he, she, she does come back and you know, he apologizes for for saying that she was a biting asshole. Uh, but the, the note uh, says like, you know, like she came back, you're a lucky man or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely took the dog. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so those are all of the, like the meats of it, you know. And again, so as we mentioned, uh, a lot of the things that he is set off to do are very like internal, like person, you know, like admitting, you know, like he, she keeps saying, like you have to let go of me, like you have to let go of me. She's like, I, you know, she's like, I know that you're still holding on to the fact, like everything that happened. She's like, you have to move past that. You have to move past yourself. And like one of the things she was like, you know, play me a song. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, play, you know, you're, you were always, you know, you, you were very passionate about your music. She's like, I, you know, and this is the painting part. She's like, I fucking love painting. I love painting. I am terrible at it, but I love it. It brings me so much joy. And she's like, that's how you are with your music. Like, mm-hmm. just play me a song. So there's this moment where he's out playing his bongos. And that's the other thing, too, is he he's a bongo player in a band. And Gork is like, I mean, you you play bongos. And like, I'm a we percussionist. Don't... Well, he's like, <laughs> he I kind of favor the bongos. Other... <laughs> like, right. No, I don't favor the bongos. He totally favors the bongos. He totally favors the bongos, yeah. And, and he always has, because we see, like, a photo of him as a child with, a, with his bongos. Later on, there's a painting uh, that his mother did with, uh, with him in it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all about that, like, like stop being so closed off, stop holding grudges, uh, like stop pushing people away. So like the whole idea of like, just like by yourself, be willing and able to express your emotions, then like reconnect with someone that like you regret letting get away. Uh, then like go learn to do something with, with your hands, like a survival skill. Uh, and then like he, she sends him off on a, a hike to her favorite spot, this this little mountain lake called Green Lake. And she's like, this was my favorite spot. I would go there, I would sit for hours, and I would think about you and, like, you know, like, follow the instructions. And, and I look, again, it's the total scavenger hunt, like, one letter slash map to get him there and another ma- letter with instructions. Uh, and she's like, read this thing. And it's a letter that she wrote, but, like, as being from him, uh, you know, talking about how he, he loves his mother and, like, he he holds on to things and he's going to do better and all. It's a really really sweet sweet moment and you know we see it like kind of like start to crack a little bit and then he laughs and then, you know because there was the and, the government line yeah he was like you know we're going to make it better if these people in the goddamn government don't fuck up our whole plan yeah. <laughs> she's like she's like because you know my mother is dead and I'm going to die soon and so is everyone else if the government doesn't fucking stop being yeah. assholes it's, it's great and that's where he starts laughing and she's like you know look under this the big tree uh you'll find a box that's got my ashes in it i want you to to you know eulogize me in your own words and then scatter them so he starts this like really tender moment where like 
you see him finally starting to like actually be able to express, you know, like you know, I, it, it's hard for me to grieve you because I don't, I feel like I didn't know you, you didn't know me, and like all these things. And then just random hiker comes by, like, hey man, <laughs> hey, it's a nice spot, huh? Yeah, I guess it was my mom's favorite. All right, have a good one. <laughs> like, I mean, all the moments ruined, and he just scatters the ashes, which is absolutely great. And I love this part too because I was thinking about it in my head. I was like, how did she? And so he goes back and he plays the rest of the tape, and she's like, obviously, you figured it out that those weren't my actual ashes. She's like, I'm not only 50 pounds. And <laughs> that and she's uh, like, she's like, like I, I had to put the stuff there. <laughs> I hid the box. I hid the the backpack. So like, obviously I couldn't have done it. But you you figured that all out because you're such a smart. He's like, I actually did not, <laughs> which is just great. Um, yeah, but that's that's like his, you know, big moment of like, and she's like, now like this is over. Just go live your life, right? Mm-hmm. And there is a moment where he does actually reconnect with Audrey uh, in the very end, and he's like, you know, she he's like she she reconnects back, and she's like, you know what? Like, I like you too much to to not give this a try, like, as long as we're serious and, you know, they're all for it. And she's like, I'll be honest with you. I just didn't want to drive the eight hours <laughs> up there. <laughs> and he's like, I'll drive to you right now. Like, where mm-hmm. are we going? Uh, it's I, very I, cute. I also love that Honey says, like, you know, you've, you've completed all the tasks. Well, I mean, obviously, I, I hope you did. There's no way I could, in, could enforce it. Or yeah. Could, like, <laughs> could, like ensure that you did but like i i believe in you uh and he's just like you got me <laughs> the, the you got look me. on his face like fuck i could have not done this i could have just skipped this whole thing yeah <laughs> which but is also great. it seems like he's glad that he did yeah Even with the the uh the apparent threats on his life and the real danger he, he found himself in when he slid down the uh the embankment and you know you know like fucking chest first into a tree and shit yep. like that, uh, which I thought was gonna gonna end up with him being much more seriously injured than he was. Yeah. Also, I feel like uh, Jake Johnson getting injured in things that he filmed is like a very common thread in in his movies and TV mm. shows. I think he, I feel like he gets injured a lot, and I don't know if that's because people think like you look like someone who would get injured a lot because you do stupid shit, or <laughs> or like <laughs> yeah, subconsciously he writes it into all his movies for some reason. <laughs> Uh, so, so, uh, in the very, very end, uh, underneath, uh, you know, he sits down, um, well, I guess on his bed, but in honey's bed, uh, you know, in his mom's bed, he sits down and he sees under the bed, there is a, a big painting and he picks up the painting and the painting is of him and his mother, uh, him when he was 12 and his mom is, you know, kind of holding him. He's got his bongos. Uh, and then there's like animals like doing it all over the thing. And then over the top, there's an eagle uh, flying, you know, like spreading a rainbow, and it says, ride the eagle. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he starts crying. Like, he's, you know, and that's one of the things she was like, <laughs> you you know, because he keeps saying, like, every time people keep talking to him, he's like, I don't feel anything. Like, I don't feel anything mm-hmm. for it. And he even says it on the boat. He's like, I don't really know what to say. Like, I don't feel... I don't feel anything. And at this moment, like he sees the painting and he completely breaks down. And this is, this is the end of the movie where it's like, this is where he is. He does actually miss his mom. Like he even says like, I'm going to miss you, honey. Like I, he says, I'm going to miss you, mom. He calls her mom for the first time in this scene. Cause that's the big part. Yeah. (laughs) He starts laughing because he's like, this is a terrible painting and an even worse title, but you know what? It fits. And that's when like he, like it finally cracks and you see him start to tear up. Uh, And he says, I'm going to miss you, mom. And it's like, this is the part that almost got me. I fucking (laughs) was bawling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was losing it at that point. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, so, so that's ride the Eagle. Um, I, I'll be honest. If, if somebody handed me this movie and was like, I need you to do a rewrite, I would be like, no, nope. uh, cause this was nothing. a perfect movie. This was cast. Perfect. I think it was great. I, mm-hmm. I would not change a single thing about this movie. So should you watch this movie? Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> I think the only thing that I would would do different wouldn't be a rewrite or a recast, but I would get a little bit more out of Cleo King because I know that she's a good actor. I've seen oh, her in yeah. other things before, but she felt like of everyone in this movie, she felt the least present. 
Even I mean, she like, had like two lines. I, I they definitely felt like they could have had a longer interaction. Yeah. Just like, and part of it, I think, was like, they, they might have leaned a little too much into the the awkwardness of like, oh, I was your mom's friend from when you were a kid and like, you don't really know me. Uh, but like there would, I think, I think there would have been a way to do, to play that awkwardness without her feeling as stiff as she did. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that that was just like a, a missed opportunity there. But, it, you know, again, it's like a three minutes out of a, an hour and a half long film. It, it really takes nothing away. Otherwise, I just, I know that she could do better. And so I would have liked to see that. But otherwise, yeah, 100%. This, this is start to finish one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's so many, like, I, there was a lot of laugh out loud moments for me where I, <laughs> I audibly laughed. And then two moments where I definitely teared up. Um, you know, as, as somebody who has lost a parent, there is, you know, I, I had that sort of feeling in me of like, I've lost a parent. This is a yeah. thing I feel like I feel things. I uh, have now lost both of mine. And I, I've found the, the range of emotion of like, just absolutely crushing grief to like, I mean, honestly, like I relate to like his experience with his mother to like mine with my father in a lot of ways where like, it, I still don't really feel that. Right. <laughs> We're like a couple months out now. I don't, I don't know. So that that's that goes back to my my story at the the beginning. Oh right, right. right. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> and why I don't feel the least bad about making that joke. <laughs> <laughs> so fucked up, but I love it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Kaylee, we tried to have a good episode and you just went dark as fuck in the end. And what do I do with you? <laughs> so <laughs> Ride the Eagle is available streaming on Hulu. Um, uh, so if you, if you uh, are the type of person that watches it after we review it, watch it. If you've already watched this movie, watch it again. It is oh, just yes. such a good movie. Recommend it to friends. And then uh, as usual... Recommend our show to 100,000 of your closest friends mm -hmm. uh, so that they can enjoy the turn that this episode took. Uh, and uh, and yeah, so uh, of course, as usual, if you have not hit subscribe yet uh, or on your player uh, podcast player of choice, make sure to do that. Uh, and if you're able to leave a rating and review, do so. It's super duper helpful. Um, there's a couple of different ways. If you're on Apple, uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can do it right in the app. And of course, outside of that, um, we have Podchaser is a really great way to rate and review. You can even rate and review specific episodes. Uh, and then Good Pods is a great uh, podcast listening app. Head over there, leave us a rating and review, and uh, share this episode with your Good Pods uh, friends. Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we're on social media. All of those links are down below. So definitely check us out. So thanks a lot for joining us, everyone. This is going to be a really cool week. I'm, listen, like the goal, like, you know, it's fun to do the really wild, like Noah's shark movies, you know, like, <laughs> which is a real movie, by the way. Oh, I have to tell you about, it. we'll talk about that in the, in, we've already talked about that by now. So everybody gets the reference. Um, but, uh, uh, but it's fun to do those silly movies, but I love it when we find movies like this, like these cool indie, like just really well-written, well-made movies mm -hmm, that like mm -hmm. never get talked about, like in the, in like a mainstream movie sense. Yeah. I absolutely am so pleased for this. Yeah. Um, that's glad I could yeah. deliver. Yes, absolutely. I, and like I said, I have been wanting to watch this film since I first saw it uh, show up in my like suggested list. Uh, I don't know why I haven't. It's one of those things where it's like in the moment. It's always like, ah, I'm going to watch Tacoma FD. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Right, right. Um, but I am I'm so glad that I did. And uh, hopefully the, the rest of the movies that, that we picked for this month uh, very much have similar vibes uh, to that. So like, I, I, I hope that, uh, I hope that we have just a, a good month. I really yeah. do. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. To kick um, off year five. To kick off your five. And of course, if you want to see uh, all the months, all, all the movies that are streaming this month, if you want to get a brief description and links to trailers, head to thenahoyt.com, also linked down below. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us, everyone. We super appreciate it. And we will see you next time. Happy birthday.
father's tragic past hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse. A cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism. A woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend. This is the Storyteller Series, a Night Shift Radio original. Every month we bring a new short story to life in a full cast audio drama. We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition, and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller series wherever you listen to podcasts, and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information. <laughs>